The following contains adult subject matter and language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. In other words, there's going to be a lot of fucking cussing. Ah, Rose Nose. Unless you sound like old dirty ass motherfucker. Rose shit hit different. Bro, take a long time, man. I hate these artistic dudes. He's coming. Yeah, what's Rose? Come on, bro. Mm. <laughs> I know they mad. They can't stop. Number one sound. You ain't gonna be Black on. Living the number one movie. We were making records. Making the whole movie. I want you for the screen. This is kind of famous podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode, episode 147 of the Kind of Famous Pod. Facebook.com slash Kind of Famous Pod. K I N D A Famous P O D. I feel like it's stuck. Or maybe I'm just looking. All right, so check this no, out. A little bit on my end. A little slow on my end. Um, so we got we we had some technical difficulties getting this going. Um, oh, twitch.tv slash row is famous or Instagram and uh Instagram and the other one, Twitter row is famous. You can follow me on that stuff. Look, so trying to do a live episode. What we I was trying to do, and it kind of confirmed the fact that. Uh, I don't really I'm not really messing with Facebook like this So Got the show Trying to get the show going on Facebook live for the first time Um, I'm not even sure how well this is going out to Twitch With all the changes I had to make But we're going to make this thing work Uh, Anyway So this week I have a guest On the show uh, Seco uh, let me get him on the screen. Uh oh, don't want to do it like that. There we go. Got him on. Well, I got him somewhere on here. Uh, let me move this over. The the one screen that I didn't change out of this whole thing. Got him. There we go. Hey, <laughs> they call this is what they classically call a clusterfuck. Uh, here we go. Now. Got Seco. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. At this point, Seco. 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 It's on the screen. If you watch the Twitch, it's on the screen. If you're listening, uh, go to Twitch. That's why I need you to go anyway. So, uh, man, I'm so off my rhythm. I'm so off my rhythm. So, Seco was on the House of Paint, House of Cain. I'm messing everything up. I'm on the House of Kane podcast. It's 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 was on the House of Kane podcast where uh, everybody just does a bunch of yelling, and uh, you know Erica Kane, who was on the podcast several episodes ago, like three or four episodes ago. That's her show. He was on there with um, Shannon and uh, Divine Star. I don't. Oh, and we was talking about the the top things men have problems with with women. Uh, so you can go listen to that episode for that type of conversation, but we're not gonna do that here. <laughs> so how you been, man? You I, you over in Florida? You said you was moving from from where? 
Uh, I came from Bahrain, man. Did a year and some change in, in Bahrain. So, yeah, just getting settled in back in the United States, man. Yeah, I got a lot going on, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> What's in Bahrain? What is in Bahrain? A lot of dirt and heat. I mean, lot, what you doing out there? Oh man, um, I'm in the United States Navy. I'm an IT in the Navy. IT. So I went out there. Yeah, my IT. Work with computers for the most part. That's about it. How you like that? That's about it. How how you like doing that stuff? Mm, It has its ups and downs, and I say just like any career, man. I'm on my way out though. I'm at 19, so I'm almost done. 19 years in the Navy. 19 years in the Navy, man. Mm -mm. That's too much. So (laughs) you got good health care. I hope so. We'll see once I get out. That would, that's what y'all find out when y'all get back. You'll be like, oh shit, dang, I can't yeah, even catch a cold. I know. <laughs> but yeah, pretty good for the most part, man. Not too many complaints. Nah, come on, man. You're in the military. You got to have some complaints. I do have complaints, man, but you can't get you can't get these after you're 20. I can't. I can't speak about the after you're twenty. Okay. Okay. You know what? I give give everything. I give everything. (laughs) I had a cat who from the military. He want to talk some military talk on the pod. I said, "But man, I'm keep it gangster, man. I keep it gangster." And he was like, "You know what? Let me let me retire first, and then we'll come on. We'll we'll do that because you know some shit you don't want to say why you why you uh United States property." Yeah, some shit you cannot say. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They come pick me up tomorrow. So, you know, I just, I wanted to have you on the show because, you know, I wanted to give you a chance to speak. Because uh, <laughs> that's hard to come by when you're on the house of Kane. Um, But, <laughs> but, um, so, uh, but because there's some interesting things I think all the men had to say that I wanted to dig into deeper. Uh, well, not even dig into deeper, but dig deeper into the personalities uh, that was on there and kind of just had talks about some different stuff. And some of the news that came out in shit this past week, uh, I just felt like, you know, I should have a dude on the show to talk about some of this. Because, uh, you know, women are divisive, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Uh, did you no watch problem. Malcolm and Marie? <laughs> you say what? Did you see Malcolm and Marie? I did not. I'm saving that for my missus, man. My missus is supposed to be here in a couple of weeks and we're going to watch it together. But nah. I heard about it and I've heard, uh, I know the story. It's it's an amazing said, no, film. I shouldn't say that for N- Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's Uh-oh. it's one of those that uh, Uh-oh. you should not watch. You can watch it as a couple, but it's very relatable as a couple, which is why you shouldn't watch it as a couple, because it's gonna be a lot of side eyeing and shit like that. Now it's it's a lot like it's a lot more than what the timeline is talking about to the movie, but it is every relation every argument that you've ever had. That escalated with your old lady. That uh, that's that oh, is 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 real. It's, it has all the little but nuance. The, 
without giving me too much of a spoiler, give me give me an example. I bet so. So, the type of argument that you've had with your old lady that you're gonna feel the energy, um, in this movie is like, let's say you said you was gonna pick up some shit from the store, and you just happened to forget to pick the shit up, and it was something that she really needed that you to pick up. It's too late for you to go get it. You gotta wait. Now, she going in on you. Well, she not going in on you, but you know that, damn, you fucked up, and you you done apologized this whole thing, but you can still feel her energy, like, in the room. It's still heavy. It's still thick. (laughs) And then somehow you realize that this argument is no longer about the shit that you were supposed to pick up. (laughs) <laughs> wait 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 so is she is she pulling in energy from previous arguments and previous situations and directing that same energy to me as well the energy she might not say it but you know that energy where it's like well i i i said i'd get it tomorrow like what are we doing like why we you know when you start they start calling you selfish they start calling you um, all kind of different things that's like it's just motherfucking summer's eve i'm gonna get it tomorrow the dollar like it just keeps growing oh yeah i can speak yeah i can speak to that but yeah uh man yeah actually it is yeah all right i'm gonna watch that solo yeah you you can feel it like it's one of these joints that you can really feel that you both sides you like you're gonna identify with somebody you're gonna identify with one or the two for sure um but it's still it's it's a lot more going on in the movie but that's what people tend to linger on the arguments but it's a lot more story i feel from what i see a lot more story to it than the 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 small slights they're giving each other but you're gonna feel those slights do you? I've. I don't think any couple should watch it together. Oh man! Because <laughs> y'all gonna be looking at each other for real. That's a. See, that's a good thing, man. And I've I've had this issue before, previous relationships. Now with um, with bringing in stuff from the past that you haven't gotten over, and you just waiting for something to pop off. And like you said, it wasn't even about you forgetting something from the store. It's like, yo. Remember did this, 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 and it's like, okay, like now, is that good to bring into a relationship, or is that good to um, bring into an argument? When the argument is over, I feel like, hey, the argument's over. The argument's over. We already discussed it. We already, we came to a mutual agreement. We, we may still be a little pissed, but I'm not gonna bring this up no more, unless you you do something similar. If you do something similar along those lines, yeah, okay, well, but. I don't think a lot of people, women mainly, uh, <laughs> get that. Get that point. I, I, I will keep it. I will keep it straight because it's, I'm not generalizing women. I've had this happen multiple times. When the argument pops off, it's y'all. We pulling back shit from years ago, and we using that as ammo to fight this battle. Yeah. No. That this oh, is uh, this movie is absolutely women's fault, and that's okay. 
They should learn from these type of things. Um, but we won't lean too much into that story. You haven't watched it. If you have watched it and you want the analysis that uh, I've, we've had, the last episode, uh, we had Hillary from Philly on and we had Cash Hollister talking. To, when we talked about and broke down uh, the Malcolm and Marie movie from the different facets, from men to women, the relationships, and what I really think the movie is about. So you can check that out on the last episode on Twitch. It's on Facebook, and it's also on Spotify and everywhere you uh, stream podcasts. So if you want to just listen on the go, you can stream it, or you can go watch the um, whole presentation of that kind of famous special. Um, But before we get into that, I want to get into some something I saw this morning anyway. Uh, Draymond Green uh, was ejected from I came I don't know which game it was, but he was ejected from uh the game for a very last minute. It was a last minute. Uh, what was the last twenty seconds? I think of the game, and Draymond. It was a jump ball situation. Draymond. Uh, uh someone on the other team was getting the possession. Draymond was going after the possession as well for maybe another jump ball. And they was able to call a timeout before the, uh, before. What am I trying to say? Actually, this that's what I, this is what I saw, but that's not the, the thing I'm bringing up, <laughs> but, uh, he got a tech. He got two techs, which he was a, they were the call. Based, there was not clear possession of the ball, <laughs> and they it was able to it was rewarded a timeout, which is you know in a very close game when the Warriors were up by two, um, that's a crucial moment, but also it's crucial. Draymond threw a fit about it, got two ticks and an ejection which ultimately I believe the Warriors end up losing by two points because Draymond gave them two free throws to tie it up. Um, but this is par for the course for Draymond. Sometimes he does this at the wrong time. But what I want to bring up when it comes to Draymond in this situation uh-huh. is um, some remarks he made about the NBA's treatment of players. Because as quick as I want to disagree with Draymond, I have to agree with Draymond in this moment. Have you seen this? I haven't. I haven't seen this. All right. Let me – we're going to see if we can get some volume on this thing. Uh, Let's see. Uh Uh-oh. Hold on. Can you hear this? uh, Mm -hmm. Sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bullshit. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. And we've seen situations of 
Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, and then there's more. We got one more piece of this clip. Uh, I, I want to hope that this is the rest of it. If it's not. Sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes. Oh, no, it's the same one. So, Draymond um, was was criticizing the league, which he's probably going to – he probably got fined for um, in so their treatment of – what'd you say? I said probably immediately. That was – Drafting up the fucking paperwork while he was speaking. Um, he's criticizing the league on the treatment of players when it comes down to um, how the, the 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 teams and the owners deal with the players in public versus what how the team can address issues publicly. So one of the situations he brought up was um, what's my man the beard? I can't think of his name now. It's hard. James Harden, Harden. Uh, how James Harden basically manipulated manipulated his way into a trade um, and how he kind of went about it. He mentioned Anthony Davis' situation uh, when he was trying to get traded, I think, to go to the Lakers or whatever that situation was. And then he mentioned others versus when a team is getting ready – getting ready to get rid of a player. They can say anything at any time. And I remember, I think, I can't remember who it was. Was it Isaiah Thomas? He found out through Twitter that he was being traded, I think. Uh, I think he found out on social media that he was being traded before he even knew. I can't remember which team he was on. I want to say, was he at Boston? Yeah, I don't know. Um I can't recall, but, but yeah. this situation, what do you think about what Draymond said and, and kind of the context that goes with that? I think it's 100% accurate. We we sit here and, um, like he said, it, it, I don't even take it. I don't even, I don't even keep it honest. It's just like we, these players are treated like property. 
And that, that's the fact. These players are treated like property. They're taught to play the game, like he said, stay in shape, keep your mouth closed, and do what the fuck we tell you to do. That's it. So, like he said, when Harden voiced his opinion, like, oh, y'all want to be traded, it's a big, it's a big issue. The um the most vocal person that I've ever seen in this in my time on this earth has been LeBron James. Very vocal about um what he does not like about the league, very vocal about um the changes that need to take place in the league. But not only that, the um he puts his his money where his mouth is. He's very actionable. He's like, hey, this needs to change. What do I need to do? Enforce it. But as far as what uh, he said, I agree 100%, man. The players are treated like property. Once they step out of line, then Massa corrects them. And if that's in the form of a fine or a suspension or a trade, that's usually what happens, in my personal opinion. So, but the thing with LeBron, though, LeBron didn't get that way until, I mean, he was basically the icon of the league. Yeah. So, because it was things, these things were still going on. I mean, some of those things, I, I can't remember how many players who have, like, the, the deal where they can say, nah, I'm not being traded. Like, you can throw that shit back. I, I know he's one of them, but, you know, he's the icon of the league, but he's not doing what Draymond just did. I mean, there's been many players that kind of speak up about the league uh, at their mm -hmm. own detriment, like, there's not LeBron doesn't lose a lot because he has a lot of control. Yeah, a, lot. Yeah, a lot like AI and a whole bunch of other people that lose a lot. <laughs> yeah, well that's a different era. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But like look at but look at the thing like what you just said earlier. LeBron did not start speaking out until he had the power to do so. Now what would would have happened if Ricky LeBron was like, oh no, this is fucked up, this is this. You know what would have happened. So I I commend him on using his, um, I don't want to say platform, but I guess using his celebrity or his status for speaking out against stuff like that. What do you think needs to happen? In uh, Draymond's situation? Uh, in the league, I mean. Just overall. Overall. In the, in the league, man, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I'm gonna say equal rights. If you have the right to publicly say as an owner or a team that, yo, we trade you, why can't I voice my opinion to say, yo, I want to be traded? Um, why? So, so I, why? Because I am an owner. This is my organization. And you own me. And you own me because you own me, right? Because you're an employee <laughs> of, my, of my, like, each team is like, I mean, it's an organization. So it's like, you're an employee uh -huh. of mine. I have rules to my way I work. I mean, my, well, the military is diff a different type of situation. But, like, a lot of jobs, you know, you go, you mm -hmm. go work a regular job. They'll tell you, hey, if the media comes talk to you, don't, you know, you send that to public relations. You don't talk to the media. So you can't oh, even voice yourself. Well, I mean, when I say there's a, it's a lot more value placed on the, you know, you guys are American property. So it's like you have information that and privilege that I, I won't have that could be costly to the country versus a motherfucker work at Walmart. I mean, it's just wild. It, it's just Walmart. Nothing wrong with Walmart. But they can't 
you, you know, if they they can't an uh, employee cannot speak on behalf of Walmart, and so they also almost if I complain, I'm fired. That's essentially what the NBA you, but, is. But, but if he, is he speaking on the entire organization, or he's just saying me? I don't want to be with this team anymore. I want to be traded. He's not speaking. He's not speaking out against the league. He's just saying, "Yo, I don't want to be here right. Now. I don't want to be here right now. I want to be somewhere else." Uh yeah, because that's a that's that's a well. There's the what they call it. Also, think about this: you, you can't you can't pick and choose about freedom of speech. You now, when the whole Black Lives Matter and all these other stuff protests came um, came about, nothing wrong with that. You can't pick and choose when these players have freedom of speech. You can though. <laughs> you can't. You, the reason why how, how can you because because the freedom see I've had the conversation on freedom of speech that is a mm-hmm. that is a that's protest that's you know uh, uh, the news uh, you know more federal things that are built around communication uh, without restraint but it's not as they always say, yell fire in a in the movie theater. Like that is my exercising my freedom to speak, but that's not exercising exercising freedom of speech. And so, if you sign the paperwork saying that I will follow these rules, you you, you negotiate true. that out of there if you want to. But if that's the rules, that's the rules. If you break it, yeah, you gave it up I when you decided that. you wanted a million dollars. I give you I give you a secret for the as as far as the the military is concerned. Do you have freedom of speech in the military? Maybe. No. <laughs> Can you no. say what you want? Yeah. Will you be held accountable for saying uh, something appropriate? Yeah. But that's freedom <laughs> that's to speak versus freedom of free will, <laughs> basically versus freedom of speech. Like you have the free will to say you whatever say, you want. Right. You can say whatever the hell you want, but you right. will be held accountable. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you do that in the NBA, now the other part, I don't know. I grew up a wrestling fan. I don't know if you dig wrestling or not, but I've, I did. But what I've learned over the time about the business of wrestling is like wrestlers are contract their contractors basically but they have you know they they have to abide by non-compete when they leave a organization if you put that in your contract um there's a lot of you know their brand that's the weird thing the parallel to the nba is that these people are individual brands at the end of the day they get to negotiate a contract but the baseline of your contract in the nba is pretty much the same across the board and you have decided that I'm willing to suppress myself for an opportunity to make a million dollars. And if you pick that, you know, you decided that you decided upon your own slavery. I'll give you that. You know what? I'll give you that. That's a, that's a valid argument. Once you sign that contract, you agree to, Hey, this is what I'm, I can do. And this is what I can't do. So I'll give you that. Well, let me well, let me throw this out there since I got a a, a, a military black man. What what <laughs> what would you want to see out of Colin Kaepernick? Oh, um, as far as what he did, do I agree with it a hundred percent? Well, not so much the kneeling, um, what, but what, like post oh, oh, kneeling. What, what I see and think. Well, so he. 
uh, he kneeled. Uh, and real quick for the audience, okay. there is a delay between us. So if I pause, it's because I'm letting him catch up to the audio. Um, but, you know, he kneeled. He no longer has a job. Uh, he, everything, like, at this point. So let's just say, you know, two years after everything happened, uh, uh, with Colin, everybody feel how they feel if they want him to kneel or not. Everything that came with that is now behind us. The NFL has moved on. Colin has moved on. Um, what do you want to see w- with Colin? Are you one of them people who would like to see him playing the uh, NFL again? Should he play in the NFL again? Or, like, where are you at in that whole, um, in that position, uh, even if you want to add some of the context of him kneeling? I will, and I'll, I'll go on about him kneeling. Um, for one, do I feel like he he was right in his protest? Yes, 100%. Can't take anything away from that. But I'll, I'll also add this caveat that um, in the military, uh, we we had a few people that attempted to kneel during the national anthem. We can't do that in the military because like what we went back to earlier, once you sign the contract, you you fall under what's known as the Uniform Code of Military Justice. You will abide by these rules. You will do this, you will do this, you will do this. When the national anthem is played, you will salute if you're in uniform. If you're a civilian, you'll put your hand on your, on, over your head, over your heart, you'll stand at attention. This is what you do, we will do when the national anthem is played as a military member, as a service member. But as far as uh, Colin Kaepernick is concerned, going back to what you said, um, would I like to see him play in the league again? Yeah. He did the he did the workout. I want to say maybe a year and a half, two years ago, he was still blowing the shit out of the water. So if he's still in the the, the shape as a NBA or not NBA NFL quarterback, I would like to see him play. I don't think what he did was wrong. I think it was misunderstood, and it was purposely um, the media purposely made it into something that it wasn't. Because you remember uh, he. He consulted with um, prior military members before he made this protest. Like, what should I do to protest the national anthem, which is racist as fuck? So that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. So with that, though, you know, a lot of the commentary about uh, the league, at least from Mm -hmm. um, a fan perspective, uh, you know, in every mm-hmm. fan, the the fan was fans were split down the middle. You know, but they all was agreeing on protests and watching, but they were split down the middle. Uh, <laughs> in, in terms yeah. of you know which side it. where you sided, but what I found fascinated, and you kind of said it as well, is for black people to see what happened. You know, a lot of people was like the league is racist, and you know they got a race problem, and this, that, and the third. I find it interesting that we would want someone who's protesting what he's protesting um, to go back to that same organization that basically shunned him. Like if you if you worked a regular job and you decided you know Circuit City is racist, you probably don't want to go back and work with Circuit uh, City. But for that's some reason, I used to work for Circuit City. <laughs> that's funny. Because, because I got kicked out of uh, a racist-ass Circuit City and I never went back. So we, it's full circle. Uh, so it's like, why would we want him 
to go back to that, go back to the plantation, to ownership, to someone who uh, an organization that's not even that wasn't even interested in supporting you in one your freedom of speech and then what the cause was really about. But everyone, like every year, you you know every whatever they say, well, I want Colin. You know he sucked. They should go call Colin, and I'm like, I don't want Colin to go back to that. I I didn't. I personally thought Colin was trash uh, when he was getting when he got benched. <laughs> but I also, as a person that is behind the cause, I don't want him to go play back. You know, for some people who don't give a fuck about him. So what, what what are his options? Overseas? Is anything but the NFL? I mean, that truly is his option. Is anything but the NFL? I mean, because he could he could go anywhere if if he wanted to play football, he could go anywhere. If he want to make the money, obviously it's the NFL, and it comes down yeah. to what he wants versus you know I want my team to win. And I personally don't want my team to go pick up a quarterback who ain't through a who ran a snap in four years. That's just me though. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So if um I guess with with that being said, I wouldn't make I wouldn't make the decision, but I think that um as far as the way the entire NFL went about it, it was very fucked up. Very, very, very fucked up. And I think that uh had more people, meaning more players, had taken a stand. And by stand, I mean not just kneeling. Um, Colin, Colin would have, he would have came back. I, I would have took this for more teams to make like a unified, uh, take a unified stand. Like, yo, this is fucked up. I'm not playing. What about what would happen? What what Colin, about Colin would have back next week? Do you think? See, my thing has always been. I don't know. I don't personally know what Colin wanted. Mm. Like, can't no one he say wanted, what well, he I really know, wanted? I know, what, I know what his protest was. I can say I know what his protest was. I know his protest initially was police brutality, which is, um, I mean, it's a, it's a admirable, admirable thing to protest. <coughs> but now, do you think, are you saying you don't know what he wanted from the league? Is that what you're saying? Um, I didn't know what he wanted to do. Like, did he want to go back to the league? Did he want to play football? Did 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 he just want some money? Like, you know, it was never clear over the years. Like, we were fighting for him. Like, the people was supporting his cause, saying his name. But you probably can't name four things that he did publicly after being fired. And we have no, I mean, like, we have no idea what he wants. Like, we're fighting for a person that it comes to, you know, and he took that deal, and he took a NDA, I think. He did? Yeah, he took, like, you know, far less than what he he was worth in that situation. And and in that deal, he, he agreed not to talk about the deal. And to me, as a black man fighting for black lives, I'm you. I'm not accepting the muzzle deal personally, but you know, I mean, it depends on how. You know, I, actually, I say that as a nigga that don't got a million dollars. You don't know. You don't know how his money was. You don't know how his money was. That is true. But speaking of money, yeah. uh, uh, Steve Harvey has a lot of money. He has a daughter named Laura Harvey. <laughs> uh, oh, 
That's my best segue. Yeah, let's. Uh, hey, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have not heard, Little Boosie had some things to say about uh, the situation with Laura Harvey, and uh, it was kind of interesting. Hey, yo, huge Boosie fan, by the way. <laughs> hey, well, we gonna we gonna let it play. So, <laughs> Boosie had, you know, Laura Harvey, uh, Steve Harvey's daughter, is now dating. What people have determined to be the sexiest man alive, Michael B. Jordan, not that Jordan, the, uh, the other one. Uh, he was in movies like Fruit Okay. Huh? I said I lost that. I ain't get the memo, but I. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, you months out, man. You, somebody should talk to you about him. Uh, but they're dating, and you know they're in a honeymoon phase. It seems like they're very showy about this relationship, and a lot of women feel like this is goals. And Boosie uh, had a problem with that uh, sentiment, and women, of course, had a problem with that sentiment. And Boosie then says this: I wake up to all these Lord Harvey fans on my ass. Tell about I'm hating on Lord. What I want, what I want, hate on Lord. I just said y'all got it fucked up saying that's goals. If you saying that's goals, that mean you want your daughter to fuck seven or eight, nine niggas in a couple months in the industry. If that's goals, if that's cool with you for your daughter doing that, then I can't say shit. But what's wrong with y'all motherfuckers is Y'all salute the woman who get passed around. But y'all dog the woman who stick by they nigga when they nigga fuck over. Y'all dog the real bitches who stick by they nigga. You heard me? But y'all salute the bitches who go from hand to hand. The world fucked up. But the woman who stick by her nigga. All right. Well, that cut off, you know, it could have went longer. It likely went longer. Uh... Hey man, he, he said what he, he said. What he said. Uh, thoughts. <laughs> Ooh, I go first. We gonna start with your thoughts. What are your thoughts? Um, uh, right message, wrong messenger. Um, I think <laughs> I I get what he's saying. The second half of what he's saying doesn't really fly as well. Um, cause I don't think, I think, uh, I think a woman should tolerate what she wants to tolerate. It's crazy. I got a whole position that I can't have right now on this topic because, uh, that will be the only thing we end up talking about. But, <laughs> uh, I don't think a, a woman does not have to accept a, a relationship any longer than she wants to. So she doesn't have to ride or die, uh, we don't have to salute her either, but I, I I agree with the first half. Like she is goals. Like I think I was looking at different commentary about people saying, uh, just because she was with all them dudes, don't mean that she fucked them. And I'm like, she fucked them. Like this is she. This is yeah. these are elite people. These are people from a different. 
like they bred situations way different. They not thinking about the low level type shit that you think about. Like this nigga got a job. You don't want to fuck this worthless nigga. They they in a whole different class system. <laughs> they fuck because they want to fuck. And I'm pretty sure uh, all them situations she uh, she was in some shit happened. Um, but with that said, um, I don't think that Lori Harvey should be selling. She is just the what's it called like women are living vicariously through her she's knocking down she got a elite hit list of dudes and many of those dudes are women or or dudes that a lot of these women are fans of and that they want and she's able to get them with because she has the access to do it um which you know is problematic if you calling that goals to me like she dated Puff and her and his son. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> That's goals. That's not goals. Like <laughs> father son combo. Like you have. There has to be some degree of. Because the flip side of this is why I'm not rocking with what women are saying about this, is because if I said I hit somebody's mm-hmm. mother and daughter, I'm I'm sleazeball. Cancel. So why is this not is that not parallel when it comes to Lori and uh, her situation because she is with the most sexiest whatever dude alive? Nah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, I, I hear I hear I hear what you're saying. Um, I chime in. Uh, Boosie's statement. Do I agree with it? Yeah. Should she be goals? Nah. Nah. Nah, it's a um I would I would I would compare her to not just a celebrity, not just because she's Steve Harvey's daughter, but I would compare her to your homegirl. Let's say your homegirl has uh ran through seven or eight random dudes. These are not celebrities, seven or eight random dudes in a month or two. Would, would that be goals? Oh, she goes. <laughs> would that be goals? Take away the dude's status. Take away who they are, what they're known for. If your homegirl, your sister, your auntie, hell, whoever else, if had they been doing these same numbers in what they said, a couple months, would that be goals? Hmm. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So yeah, I, I agree a lot with what what Boosie says. So you know, I take away what, what you said. Right message, wrong messenger because of Boosie's past. Yeah, Boosie got but, some uh, problems. <laughs> huh? Boosie got some problems. He he not the one. Yeah, yeah, but I I, I I don't know, man. I can't. I don't know because I have all girls. So how would I feel if that was my daughter? These men got status. They oh yeah, these these very wealthy, rich dudes. With my daughter, uh, if I'm my daughter texting me or calling me every other week, hey, I'm on with Michael B. Joy. Okay, oh, how's it going? I don't know, baby. Dad, that was last week. Now I'm with uh, such and such. Oh, okay, how's that going? Oh, that was last week, Daddy. Now I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Give me a back, chance like, to God catch damn, up. my my baby a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that to her mother. I would never say it to my baby's face. I'm like, you know, I thought a hoe, right? Mm. 
Yeah. When you go back to your old lady and be like, you need to go talk to your daughter. You need to go talk to her. You need to. Because if I go and back then, in there, I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to slap like, shit out of her. <laughs> oh, hilarious. But yeah, I agree with him. I agree with him. No, man. It's a, but but women, women will uh they will they will say, hey yo, it's nothing wrong with what she's doing. But you can take the same dude, Michael B. Jordan. Let's say he was smashing chick, 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 chick. What would they say about him? I don't know, man. <laughs> he got the status. Cause Drake, like Drake is that guy. <laughs> Oh, he well, yeah, he is, and they still want him. It's see, it's it's just mesmerized by status. I think, like, I mm. in your opinion, what do you, why do you think women view her as goals? Why do you think that they are celebrating her despite knowing that they would be critical of their homegirl or friend that would move the same the same way? Hell, they critical of their friend that break up with a nigga and get back together. No, but because like you said before, it's because of steps. These are not just regular dudes. These are dudes that they know, dudes that they know have money, dudes that they probably fantasize about being with. So to them, it's like, oh shit, goals. Now, if it was like Pookie from up the street, Roscoe at the car wash, Gerald from JCPenney, and uh, Eric from a fucking Best Buy, they'd be like, yeah, this bitch is a hoe. <laughs> but because these are dudes with status and money, that's why it's different. So, just to recap this, because I'm going to make this a clip. Uh, women <laughs> are only locked into saying. this situation because of the status of the people that she's fucked with and not necessarily uh, that... Uh, these are good dudes or anything like that because that I mean she got a hell of a hit list. It's elite. It's top tier. <laughs> it is a, it's, it is an elite hit list. I'm trying it to is. think who has a hot it daughter. Is. I don't know, but if we talking mileage, I would say yeah, yeah, that, that thing got some mileage on it. That's that, it. It's that it has elite mileage on it, but that shit gonna be due for all change or a tune up. Or, 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 maybe, uh, see, the problem is, this is the number one defense women have of this situation, is she ain't fucking all of them. Like, that's their only way to kind of make this cool is to say, well, ain't nobody, how do we know that they fucking them? It's like, come on, man, like, like, why, why, why anybody shooting they shot at her? Because they want to kick it, <laughs> want to chit chat. No, <laughs> want to go on a family feud. They ain't it. Like <laughs> the family feud. <laughs> oh shit! I, I think mean, yo, but but yo, you're right. You're they, you know, and they are right. And we don't know what what goes on in their private lives. They could just be chilling. They could just be chilling, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's the, that's absolutely that's the truth. We, we hey, we can't. I can't. We we can't put that on them. Well, what I do know is, uh, Larry King died 
uh, <laughs> you may have heard of him. Larry King passed. And uh, yeah, he, he's been dead a while. He's been dead a while. Um, but Larry King, oh man, I try, I thought I had it queued up properly. But Larry King, oh man, I'm searching for the, the, the joint. Um, because I said I wanted a better fucking story, but we'll just do this, we'll leave it on the screen. I know the screen's buffering for anybody's watching it, but. Let's get the transition on here. Larry King had a deathbed confession. Oh, not a confession. A deathbed will uh, in which he uh, said, I'm not going to give my wife or ex-wife anything. Uh, let me get this <laughs> off the screen. So if you don't know uh, what happened here, Larry King uh, not leaving his wife, uh, his widow, anything is that Larry King's wife had sex with his son's little league coach. I believe that's the story. It's a sport. That's the story I'm supposed to believe. So as he was dying, he was wow. like, uh, one more thing before I check out the way out of here. That bitch can't get nothing. And <laughs> and she's contesting this because you know why not? Dr. Dre's uh, ex-wife is contesting every single thing about that came with that. Uh, but she's contesting this uh, because she feels like she has rights to this um, rights to his money, his estate, and her half or whatever. Uh, but what do you think? You, should she still get something? Um, uh, it, do you think your last will and testament on your deathbed should be valid enough uh, after the fact as a last minute thing? Or, or what do you stand? Well, that's an easy, easy question. Uh, fuck no. She shouldn't get shit. For, uh, for one, if it's my last will and testament, that means that... Uh, Motherfucker, this is final. I've had time to assess everything that has gone on. And if it's 15 seconds before I bite the dust, it's 15 seconds before 15 seconds before I bite the motherfucking dust. That's it. So no, she shouldn't get shit. But what happens in whether, the whether, whether or not whether or not it's true or not that she fucked the coach, the or the little league coach, the son, the brother, whatever. If I say she shouldn't get shit, she shouldn't get shit. Uh, is is there anything said to the fact that like you know he couldn't he he could be not in his right mind or you know being reactionary to the moment like this is the this is the whole point of them saying like of of what she's fighting that this shouldn't be valid. Nah, he had a reason to say that. That dude worked damn near up until pretty much he worked damn near up until he passed away. So don't all of a sudden make it like, oh, he's not in his right mind. If I'm well enough to work, you know what I'm saying? I'm well enough to do all this. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. That's some yeah. slick shit to do, you know, though. Like, <laughs> he's in his right mind. What just happened? See man, I got this whole I got this whole fight for uh 
child support issues. Not me personally, but a whole stance uh, uh-huh. on entitlements and things like that in the old age women versus new age women and like what does it mean to be a women a woman today the fact that kind of we are still we we are evolved as a species as a as a culture between men and women and gender roles and all this sort of thing but actually oh man i'm feeling diabolical do I want to do it? Say, I'm going to do it. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Uh, We'll leave this here. So, I, I was on, man, so what was the fucking situation? Was, this is about marriage. Oh, it's Boosie. Okay. Boom, we still on. We, we, the call back to Boosie. It was about saying a woman being wife material. I forget. If he said that specifically, but the commentary in the comments, uh, I saw someone saying something about a one, uh, you know, Laura Harvey or something not being wifey material, and the women jumped in and was like, "Well, who's you say that he husband material?" And this, and I'm gonna tie this with the whole new age women and gender roles and all this shit together. And my position was. It doesn't matter if I'm husband material. It only matters if you if if a woman is wife material. And I I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm we're gonna take a trip. And <laughs> okay, the reason I say that is unless unless a woman is going to be progressive and move forward uh, in the way that we do do things now then um, you're waiting for me to propose to you. So you have to be wife material before I have to be husband material. Or else this ship don't, you know, this shit don't go. Uh, let's hold on. Let me, I want to hit him with a topic on here. Hold up. Uh, all right. Damn, missing a whole letter right there. There we go. Um, so that whole point of this was, and the and the girl came back. She was upset. She was like, "Uh, most women know when they're gonna be proposed to." Which I said that has nothing to do with nothing, because if I you still waiting for me to propose to you, so you still regardless if you ready to get married or if you put pressure on him, it's still gonna be on him to make you wife by asking you and so therefore you have to be wife material before i have to be husband material because you're not going to act most women 90 percent of 98 percent of women are not going to propose to a man because of some old archaic shit but if that's the game you want to play then you have to wait for me to make you wife material now you can say no it starts with me though mm-hmm. what's your thoughts Uh, that's a good one. Let me uh let me don't get in trouble. Straight. <laughs> this one. <laughs> the uh oh man. I, I get what you're saying. And I'm trying to find an argument 
<laughs> with it. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm actually trying to find a valid argument. Find the lie. So my wheels are spinning. My, no, no, give me a second. My wheels are spinning. I'm trying to find a valid argument with that because we are in the uh, we are in a, a new age. When we think about, I say women from the even 70s, 80s, and 90s, the women's from the 2000s, early 2000s, 2010s, uh, completely different from the women I grew up with. It's not a bad thing, you know what I'm saying? But do you have to be wife material for me to propose to you? Yes. Do I need to be husband material for you to accept my proposal? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that depends on the woman. That depends on the woman. Um, man, I'm, 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 I'm literally trying to find, I'm, I'm trying to poke holes in your argument. But I would think that in this day and age of equality and equal pay, <laughs> equal rights, <laughs> and a woman can do anything just as well as a man can do, and this, this is this. If you want to marry a dude, you love him. This is the dude you want to spend the rest of your life with. Why not pop the question? It's only in relationships where everyone all of a sudden becomes uh, traditional. Like, even me, you know, I'm saying. <laughs> only, I'm, only relationships. Even for myself. Yeah, I need you to pay all the bills. I need you to do this. <laughs> yeah, like. For myself, even I don't know how I respond to a woman proposing to me. Um, you know, get your ass up! I ain't no bitch. If she was white, you would say yes. I mean, yeah. I, I, look, you no, know, uh-huh, I would say that. I guess it's the idea of like, because mentally, if I say a woman proposing to you, you might automatically think mm-hmm. like most men, like she finna get on her knee, and it's like, nah, you ain't gotta get your ass up. You ain't gotta do that. You ain't gotta do that. <laughs> You can sit down right here and do that. You ain't got to do that. But I, I just, I, that's why I'm at with this. It's like, we got to find this. If we're new age, if we're strong men and women, if we're equal, um, it's baffling to me how quick all of a sudden, like, no, I'm traditional when it comes to stuff like this. It's like, yeah, so if that's the case, then you're saying you're willing to be submissive. I would probably, I would, I would, yo, personally, I would be submissive if I was proposed to <laughs> from, from a chick. Now, 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 let me set the stage, though. It's a Sunday, you know what I'm saying? Or it's Super Bowl Sunday, you know, the game come on at seven. And she's like, hey, yo, baby, let's go to Best Buy. I'm about to get you that big screen. I'm giddy already. <laughs> we, we, we arrive at Best Buy, you know what I'm saying? She, she take me to the OLED section. It's like, where are all these birds? Like, these doves? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's like, hey, yo, pick one. You know, I, yo, I got I got, I want, I want that 85. Give me that one. I turn and look at her. She on her knee, man. I'm going to accept. Dog. you like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to accept, man. But why can't it be like that? Why we, why, why we got to be and what's a good proposal spot? Ruby Tuesdays? I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's weird to me how you can have any conversation with any woman. And when you're talking uh, about relationships and stuff, 
so quickly do we fall into this place of gender norms like you know if we're being honest the fucking uh the community uh, L, uh, LGBTQ people, they almost got it made because in a way they get to pick and choose which way they want. I mean, not which way they want to go, but like who is the, yeah. like any one of them can propose and it's cool. Who's the, man, or who's the traditional man or who's a yeah. Who's role? I, they can like pick and yeah, choose who, like if if the uh, I don't want to put any dominance on one side or another, but in the if all things equal and balanced for them. It could be whoever of the two in a homosexual, lesbian, or, bi- or whatever the situation is can can propose. But when it comes to straights and cis or whatever we're called, uh, uh, we will quickly fall right into line and say, you know, you know, even fucking Instagram, I pay for everything, bitch. I don't want no bitch do this. It's come out of my pocket. Like we do these things that put us in this gender norm and these these ways of tradition in a time man what i just do this mug just posted a thing yesterday i think that was talking about like uh if a dude you know you divorce there's a divorce in some form the dude has been funding her life meaning my capital has been going towards financing our livelihoods our livelihoods She's working whatever she's working. Her money is just her money. They divorce. She gets to walk away with her money being her money, and he's left with an investment, a loss on returns, with no ROI on this relationship other than love. And it's and it's almost like why are we in 2020 or in this new age millennium with new thoughts, strong women, equal this, equal that, that very easily uh this is just okay with women like this is okay to take it to take what is rewarded to them or awarded to them i'll say you you left out the fact that more than likely um he's he's gonna have to continue to pay (laughs) he's gonna have to continue to pay after after that separation yeah like no matter what he's gonna have to continue to pay after that and it's so it's an archaic uh structure it's an archaic structure in the end of the day and the only reason it would never get fixed is because at the end of the day, it's a 50-50. It's a, it's, you know, you may have women judges, you may have men judges, you may have either end of the spectrum deciding uh, in without balance. Um, I got you. That women are like, it's almost saying that institutionally and in our structure, that we have deemed women to be weak and they will be weak when it benefits them. You know what? I'm a, uh, I hear you on that. Let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you this story. The change, this, this, this changed my life as not only a, a military man, but as a person, I was, um, this was years ago, man, maybe 2010, 20 or 2009. I went to medical in Virginia and um, you know saying medical, a lot of people sit in the lobby waiting to get seen. I was with a uh, master chief, a master chief in the in the Navy is a, uh, a E9. You pretty much at the, at the at the top of the enlisted structure, you know what I'm saying? E7 chief, E8 is a senior chief, E9 master chief. That's it, you maxed out. So I'm sitting there waiting for my appointment. 
up with some BS, man. And um, I'm hearing this dude, he's just talking to another person that he known. He's like, yeah, man, I just, um, I think he did uh, 25, 27 years. He's done. Get ready to retire, man. He was like, yeah, I did my, he's like, I just finished my time, man. And um, I went on deployment. And when I came back, I was retired. He's like, you know what? The day of my retirement, my wife said, I want a divorce. <laughs> the day of his retirement, his wife said that she wanted a divorce. Now, mind you, in the military, if you're married for over a certain amount of years, your spouse is entitled to like half of your fucking retire, of your retirement. Either half or a pretty huge uh, chunk of it. So he's like, yeah, I came back from overseas, done. She said she wanted a divorce in that. He's like, he was devastated. So that, that changed my life. I'm just sitting there, you know what I'm saying? Young cat. Well, I was like, yo, that changed my fucking life, bro. And he was dead ass serious. So with, with that being said, man, do you think that the system is rigged for men off the bat? Uh, in 2020, yes. In 2021 or whatever. In this new millennia, I would say it is because... Uh, staying away from child support uh, conversation, but just in the relationship structure, um, we have we're still living uh, in laws that were built um, uh, by pioneers. By uh, my friend was just telling me back back in 1950s or so, if a man wanted a divorce or yeah, let's say he wanted a divorce or some shit. This government would give the kid to the man. Uh or 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 just do whatever like what the man wanna do. Did he wanna take the kid or he wanna leave her with the kid or whatever? And and, and you know, then of course women's women's liberation happened somewhere after that. Um gotcha. and then we start to develop this this and, and granted at that time a lot of women didn't work. Uh, if they did, they wasn't working on at an equal pay or equal level as men. They was expected to take care of the house. Those expectations and that thought process between that type of world is still the world that we're operating in and a time where women are just as equal in the workforce as men. They make money, uh, substantial money. They're single mothers who are kicking ass, uh, doing better than a lot of men. Um, in this progressive time that we're in, the, the the situation and the laws are still built around an era of a woman that has is near extinction. That type of woman is near extinction now. So they don't need the type of support that they are awarded. I keep saying awarded because my friend said, like, you go to a fight, you go fight with these women and they call it a award. That's what they get is an award. <laughs> And you're, you're, you're awarded child support. <laughs> so, with all that being said, do you think that women actually want equality? Because equality is something different. Equality means everything is 50 50. You do this, you're entitled to this. I do this, I'm entitled to this. So, do you think women actually want equality? I think that. Uh, I think that they want equality, 
maybe mm-hmm. I, I I will I will I will pivot slightly and go as they want equality but doesn't they don't really know what equality was because they never had it. I say that with <laughs> the caveat of black people. I have no comment. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it together. I'm we we're still on the journey. Uh, black people in impoverished neighborhoods, or who have came from poverty, or who came from uh, a certain background, there's certain things that they don't know. So let's t- we'll say stocks. Uh, black people inherently don't know anything about the stock market. They are not going to be handed down information about the stock market. They're not going to be handed information really well about finances. We are still learning along the way what that looks like and what that means against uh, white people who have that privilege of information and experience that we don't have. We're learning it. So with women, equality comes from them having being used to and accustomed to a certain lifestyle because through pioneer times men took care of the women we gave 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 to the household and they did the feminine parts or the um maternal parts of the home and stuff like that coming out of that they have to learn the grit the grind and the uh i'm not gonna see my family like you know like the women did like the the things that men have went through for a long time they're starting to get there so they don't really know what that equality looks like because there's a part of this uh equation that benefits them a lot financially like there is this um uh parachute uh of safety that they can have because this is the system you know not that not to any fault to their own that's just the system and you get used to that and why you know why would you really want to change that so equal is relative to experience but we're talking about generations back of experience that is totally different than today i think i made the journey <laughs> you did but oh, i mean and i will kind of i'll kind of pay back off that man because as a, as a male if i had an a, if I had a for sure safety net after a failed relationship, am I am I not gonna am I not going to accept that safety net? <laughs> Tuh. Let me get something. That's 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 the truth. So I don't I don't blame a lot of these women. So if if I if I was like, hey, if we're in a relationship and it fails, we have a kid, and I know that I'm gonna be taken care of. You're you're fucking required by law to take care of me and this kid. I mean, who's gonna turn that down? Or not Honestly. even the kid, just take care of her because you know the, what the situation called for. I don't know how we fix it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I only have opinions. <laughs> I guess for any women listening, <laughs> do you want it fixed? <laughs> Do you want this they situation don't know. fixed? Why? Why the fuck would they want to fix that? Because they want to be equal. Okay. All right. If you want to be equal, right. I mean, who, who, some dude, oh, 
is it Mary J. Blige? I think her husband. <laughs> you said some dude. <laughs> nah, I think she has to pay her ex-husband um, alimony. Yeah, she does. Hey. He's entitled to it. That's right. Can you imagine putting up with Mary J. Blige's shit? Having from, songs uh, wrote about you and shit? KC? You KC, right? Joe, yeah, KC. Choose your choice, Casey. Casey. Whichever one. Can you imagine dealing with her after all the shit she put up with, with him? Yeah. Right. I'm entitled songs to this shit. shit. No. No. Dr. Dre, even. You look at Dr. Dre and you look at the entitlement that she feels that his ex wife feels that she has to his name, his property, like the, I, you know, and the, I, from what I understand, the how, the way I understand how alimony work is the, is, you know, you made a certain amount of money and have a certain amount of uh, value and they say, Hey, parting ways with this person, she's, they need to still be able to maintain the lifestyle that they had when they was with you. And I'm like, but now, is that true? Is that true? I don't, I don't now, think is that, that true? they need it. Is that true? No, but now when you when when you were first with me, I wasn't a billionaire, Dr. Dre. Yeah, I was a little rich. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I grinded my ass off these over these years to accumulate all this stuff. So I found out, okay, we don't we don't mesh together. So you, you're telling me that you, you're entitled to to be you're, you're entitled to billionaire status. You're entitled to billionaire status. I think because I, we don't work out. Just me thinking about this. I think if you decide to leave, then you decide you leave. You leaving everything. If she did the paperwork on that, you decide to leave everything. And then if he if he leave, if you're the more wealthier person in the relationship. Maybe we have a chit chat about, you know, we, we, we'll do this for X amount of time until you either get in a relationship or to uh, uh, find, man, I don't know, because I'm like, man, let me, we going to have to, there needs to be an expiration date to the situation. I think Jeff Bezos is going through some hey, shit. Bro, bro, what do, you, what, what, what do you think is excessive? I'm a billionaire, right? I'm a, I'm a fucking billionaire. I'm Dr. Dre. I'm like, hey, yo, little mama, I don't want to be with you no more. Here's, you know what? Here's here's 25 million. Go do what you want to do. Is that not fair? To Is who? that not fair? Do you need 500 million? Do you honestly okay. fucking need 500 million? I don't think you need to give a motherfucker 25. Let's give a two and an investment. But that's about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you know, it's it's it's, it's I'm staying away from child support, but like it is one of the things <laughs> of you know what trying to like. Why do I have to award? If you don't want to be here and you figure, and this is a situation you don't want to be in part of, uh, I am more than capable of keeping my lifestyle up. Um, go do something, you know. Go figure out your life. Go. <laughs> You know, I'll give you an, you know, if we can agree on a decent amount, there probably should be a max to it. Um, and there should be an expiration date as well to like how long we'll do this. But to just be able to run amok with millions of dollars and you just, you just, a, you're a lady, man. Like you're a strong, you're a strong woman. <laughs> you can go get to work. 
Get a CD hey, I'll, together. I'll take it back to Kanye's verse. I'll take it back to Kanye's verse in the Deuces remix. Kanye said, you going to be rich. Are you going to be hot a little while? I'm going to be rich forever. <laughs> well, speaking hey, of Kanye West. That's a true word. <laughs> Kanye West is getting divorced. Oh, wow. So that didn't age that didn't age well at all. You said what? That uh bar didn't age <laughs> no, well at all. Like... Those lyrics didn't age well at all. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Kanye West? Um I'll put on my, my serious hat. I would say um kind of saddened to hear about it. Uh do I think it's well overdue, yeah. Um, why do I think it's well overdue? Because mm, as I'm a I'm a Kanye fan. Let me uh, let me let me throw that background out. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Kanye fan. I've been rocking with Kanye since day one. I'm an old Kanye fan. I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm old. I'm an old Kanye fan. Recently, I would say that he's been on some other stuff. Um, do I think that? His wife uh, is warranted in wanting a divorce. Kanye has spoken numerous times about him not fucking with her, wanting to be out of marriage. This, 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 this. He goes on rants and says all this shit. So I think, I mean, it's, it's time. She's like, hey, yo, I'm out. I'm done. No matter what, whatever the fuck her past was, it is what it is. Once she got married, that means you, you accepted her fucking past. Y'all rocking together from now. I haven't read That's anything. I haven't read anything deep about uh-huh. it, but uh do you think that they got a um uh, what's it called a uh, prenuptial agreement? Yeah, because she was way richer than him when they got when they got, what <laughs> when they got married. What is this was we speak of? <laughs> she is probably still richer. She than is. <laughs> She is. I think she is way richer than Kanye. <laughs> yes, yes. I believe that she is richer out of out of the two. Here's the no inter- question. The interesting interesting thing that I'm looking forward to looking towards hearing revealed at some point is um, mm-hmm. if um, Kanye is what's what am I looking for? Uh, if no, not Kanye, but if Kim is entitled to um, some of the Adidas situation, because I can't imagine that she helped get him out of that debt that they he said he was in, and and kind of made some things happen so he can move some money around that she didn't get leverage off of that. I, I would like to see how that part comes out because I can't, you know, maybe maybe she loved him enough to take care of something that that is a ch- her child's. Uh, father but i kind of feel like as people that do business that she may have had some leverage going into like taking care of a massive debt that he had um that ultimately ended up snowballing to something amazing with adidas you know what looking at uh looking at their relationship looking at i can only speak on what they what they make public I would say that she don't give a fuck. <laughs> I would say that she don't give a fuck because she know that she's set for life. Yeah. Not only is she set for life, 
her siblings are set for life. Her mom has been set for life. So what, what the fuck does she care about a few, maybe a what, a couple hundred million? Maybe a hundred million. Petty? But she, it could be, but I don't think she wants to destroy him. If she wanted to destroy him, she would have been she would have been under divorce's ass. I think that she was really in it to be with this dude. Hmm. And he just kept fucking up and she was like, all right, it is what it is, I'm out. Personal opinion. But I don't like I said, I don't know what goes on in their household. I've been done with Kanye, man. My my reason for being done with him is uh I just I I, I don't like people playing with my God like that. And I don't I don't mm. believe in his uh I, I I like long ago before mainstream got there, I, I said there's only two active cults right now and that's the cult of Kanye and the cult of Trump. And I think uh with Kanye, like Kanye, you know, because he's so amazing of like I think he's probably he is probably our black genius, musical genius. Like that—that that is our um. Uh, who's the white genius? Uh, David Bowie type. Like one of these mega-minded mm-hmm. artists. Um, but for me, that kind of power and the thing that he possesses, and we know music can do a lot. Him playing mm-hmm. with religion to sell records after playing with the culture to create stir controversy was like, it wasn't good with me. Cause it's like, you are clowning on like your culture, slavery and all this type of stuff and, and supporting this Kyle Donald Trump, a father figure like this whole thing. And then when that wasn't successful for you in terms of um, what it did to your brand, you turn around and do the thing that does work on black people is give us good fucking gospel music. Uh, uh, when they did the Sunday service and doing that type of stuff. And that just looked yeah. so disgusting to me, especially when they was dressed the way they was dressed. I'm like, that's a cult. I know a cult when I see one, but granted black people don't fall for cults <laughs> like that. So everybody was like, you know what? I'm with you. I, I came here to sing, uh, but I'm about to go home. So, uh, can I get some shoes? And that was it. <laughs> um, as far as Kanye West goes, musically, I like him. But my wife says this, and I have we have different tastes in music. But as far as being a musical genius, no, I think that Kanye is a great producer. He's a great rapper. He's a good artist. But as far as being a musical genius. You can't be a musical genius by sampling, dude. You have to be a musical genius by composing. composing. I think he's a composer. You got Stevie Wonder. You got no. I don't think he's a. He's not a composer. Kanye samples ninety eight percent of his music. <laughs> Michael so Jackson. That, that doesn't. That doesn't. Michael uh, Jackson. Michael Jackson. Uh, helped compose Michael quite Jackson. a bit of records in his career. Of his. he did. He um, he could sing, he could play piano. Um, he can. He. I would I, consider Michael Jackson a musical genius. You, you, so you do think he's a genius? Michael Jackson is a musical genius. 
How he far? Is, how far is Kanye West He's, around? Uh, how far is Kanye West around away from it? Because he can't do all the same things that I mean. He can't. I mean, kind kind of can sing, but he can't. He he he, uh, he can work his way uh, around that whole studio. Uh, no, Kanye West makes outstanding music. Kanye West has a great ear for music, the same like Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, Puff Daddy, they both have, they, they all have great ass ears for music. They make great music. You can't take that away from them. But what I consider them musical geniuses. No, I can't put them in the same category as Beethoven, um, composers, John Williams. Um, what's another fucking compose a Russian dude, whatever. I can't put them in the same category because they don't actually compose music. Now they have great ears and they can make fire ass music. Yeah, that's great. But I don't consider them musical geniuses. For one, I'm not 100% certain that Kanye West can even read music, nor Puff Daddy. It doesn't matter. They still make great music. You know what I'm saying? It's but Prince no, I don't, a genius? I don't consider them huh? Okay, let's do this. What does Kanye have to do I, 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 I hate that I'm fucking defending Kanye. What does Kanye have to do <laughs> to be in that department? Because I feel like, okay, when you say compose, I say you're, compose. you're talking about structuring the structure, the structuring of sheet music, basically. I'm talking about writing music. I'm talking about a melody comes in your head and you're like, this, 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 this. I'm not talking about you hear an old Luther Vandross sample and rearrange it and chop it up. But Kanye <laughs> hasn't done that in like forever. Like he's, he's, I, I mean, well, he did that for Pusher, but he hasn't been like leading on that sound for a while. You know, but I think also, now, he right, he's doing he now is a bunch of Drake. They they have what they have session players. So they'll come in, they have dudes play. Oh, that, that shit sounds hot. Record that and let's chop it up. I'm not like I'm not taking away from his ear. I'm taking away from uh I don't I don't think he's a composer. I'm, the I'm same, a... But it's the same with Puff. Puff can make a Puff can go into the studio and say, hey, I want it to sound like but Puff was a conductor I think this is the conductor part of Kanye now I gotta chew on that I gotta think about that because I've looked at this whole you know what I view Kanye West is as a as a rapper as a performer as a uh, uh, I feel like a composer and right now what he does with conducting music because I don't think he plays plays much music anymore like he would have before I looked at all this just as a part of the multifaceted brain of a talented supremely talented musical genius in my mind um, I would say that Kanye, Kanye West is a great musical producer he is a, outstanding. He's at the top. He's in the top five. Kanye is in the top five of musical producers. Easy. Easy. I, do I consider Kanye West a musical genius? No. I'm going to digest on that. I'm going I'm, I'm to take it and I'm going to digest on that. I got to, because I got to, I got to match it against another person I feel like is a genius. And my geniuses. There's only a few. My geniuses didn't break my heart like Kanye did. 
So it's going to be hard for uh. me to put them up there. <laughs> Like I would want to, even though I don't fuck with them like that. Um, but we are gonna leave that there. Uh oh. I'm, I'm just saying, genius John Williams, Hans Zimmerman, Stevie Wonder. I go back to him. But the ah, okay, hold on. But the people you're calling geniuses only have a couple. Demi- well, Stevie Wonder. I think he's just super talented. I yeah. don't think that he's a genius. I think he's a couple dimensions, uh, and that's it. <laughs> he can sing. He can play. He's blind. Okay, because he's blind. Is that what we're doing? Because <laughs> he can't see. That's debatable. That's debatable. All right, that is not true. sure if he's blind. I, I think you lose genius <laughs> if you if he's not blind and he won't cut his hair. I think that's something to think about. <laughs> that's- Hey, that's part of the act, man. <laughs> I, I believe he blind with that shitty ass haircut. But uh, we'll leave it I there. I'm going to leave it there and we'll, uh, we're going to go on and break way out. Appreciate you for doing the show. Um, I know yeah. I'm going to get in trouble for a lot of the things I said today. But because <laughs> uh, I'm going to make sure people hear it because hey, I think it's important. Get it <laughs> I'm gonna do what I can. I can't promise everything. I can't give you the world. Um, but uh, well, you know, am I supposed to say thank? Do how do you how do y'all feel about thank you for your service? I don't be liking saying that sometimes. No, yeah, I was saying I was thinking the correct. It's, it's okay to say thank you for your service, but as a military member, I would say. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Man, he had time to work on that. That's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Uh, let's see what we got. What I got going. So if you, so you need to see Malcolm Marie. Uh, yeah. I would advise that you not watch it with your your spouse. But if you want to take that risk, you're a daredevil. Uh, for everyone else, <laughs> uh, if you have watched it. The last episode we did is entitled Malcolm and Marie. You can watch it on Twitter, Facebook, and you can listen to it on the go. We break it down for about an hour. We talk about multifacets of this film, plus what I think the movie is actually about. Uh, you can listen to it on the go wherever you stream podcasts. Go follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Famous, or go to Facebook.com slash KindOfFamousPod, K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, Twitch.tv Famous to watch the shows as we record them live every time uh and let's see what i got going uh stay home short film still out you can go watch that at stayhomeshortfilm.com and i'm still working on a new pride my news project called while while we wait uh it's a documentary we're currently trying to get funded fully funded all the way so we can have a premiere and we can get this thing over to the finish line uh oh Go to Arrow Film. Let me see. You can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash kindoffamouspod. Got the new merch. Got some new merch pieces on there that you can order. Uh, no, co- uh, no, uh, all black uh, that is about no colorism. So, if, you know, the whole colorism thing with Danny Lay and that whole yellow bone stuff. All women of black, all shade, uh, all women of color or black women, no matter the shade, they all should be supported from the light skin to the fucking mulatto to the, the shit Michael Jackson had all the way to the super dark ones. 
that's fucked up, but you know my heart. Uh, we got I Am Black History shirts. Uh, and we also have, what I got on there? Black Sciences. Black Science. Uh, we got the, pre we made the peri periodic table black and put it on the shirt. This whole dope thing got a meaning to it. So if you want any of that merch, we got them with the masks. We got them with the shirts. We got them with hoodies like you can order whatever you want but the most important things don't ask me go order to that fucking site because they fulfill it i don't make a goddamn thing they make it i get a little piece huh i said do you have hold the top got hold the tops check it out we got you can pick whatever you if you want a mug they got mugs got a clock uh if you a barbecue apron we got coasters uh anything that you anything that I made available, you can go snag that joint off of the Red Bubble merch site. So you can go to Facebook, I got that posted, or you can go to my official website, arrowfilms.com, A-R-O-W-E films.com, and uh there's a merch tab at the top of the uh joint. Get you there quickly. Uh short of that, uh we got we got you back home, you're feeling settled. Getting in there, man. I'm good. I'm good. Feeling good, man. I appreciate the invite, dog. So, so very, very, very much, man. And with that said, till next time, tell your mama I said hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>